You're listening to the Health by Design podcast, and I'm your host, Roar Alexander, wellness architect and functional lifestylist. I spent nearly six years of my life on a journey through the ancient East to bring you the cutting-edge combination of modern Western health sciences blended with the time-proven ancient traditions, principles, and practices that have flourished through thousands of years across countless cultures, peoples, and nations. Join me and my many special guests from all corners of the globe as we aim to help you live stronger, longer, and better. Gong Hei Fat Choi and Happy Chinese New Year. I'm Roar Alexander and you're listening to the Health by Design podcast. And today I have a really fun podcast coming up for you, a really fun episode. Today I am talking about why you should embrace the Chinese New Year. The fact is the Chinese New Year is an awesome holiday that I don't think we as Westerners really appreciate because we don't really understand it. You know, a lot of us don't travel a lot. Now, I've had the opportunity, luckily, to live in Asia for six years. And I've lived in Hong Kong. I've lived in Taiwan. I've lived in, I've spent significant amounts of time in um, China, Indonesia, Thailand, Vietnam. So in Asia, Chinese New Year is a huge holiday. In fact, one-sixth of the planet's population actually celebrates Chinese New Year. And I think it is a wonderful holiday as I've learned more about it. Um, And I want to tell you to talk about my top reasons why I think we really need to celebrate Chinese New Year. But before we get into that, I do want to talk about our American New Year and how much I absolutely cannot stand it and why I think embracing Chinese New Year, uh, whether you want to do it in the traditional way or if you just want to embrace the philosophy of it, is such a better New Year to me than the American New Year. I'm just going to say it like this. What is the American New Year? The American New Year is December 31st. You go out, you get drunk, you get plastered, and you feel like shit for the next two days. That's the American New Year. Now, at the same time, what we do is we set these resolutions year after year that we've seen. It's been proven they don't work. And in fact, somewhere between 50 and 80% of our resolutions are gone are done and we've forgotten about them by mid-February, which is exactly one of the reasons I think we need to celebrate Chinese New Year. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But the real message behind Chinese New Year is what I think is the important part. And this is a, this is what most North Americans don't know. We don't understand. We just think it's a holiday, you know, it's just like us, where they probably just have some kind of, they decorate it up a bit and they probably have a party and then they, you know, they're, they're probably hungover and then they move on. Well, the fact is that's not what the Chinese New Year is about in any way. And the philosophy behind the Chinese New Year is why I think we really need to celebrate it. So that's what I want to talk about today. And every one of those countries I lived in, Chinese New Year is a big holiday. I remember I went to Vietnam and I went there actually during the Chinese New Year and everything was closed. There was nothing open. And it used to drive me nuts because Chinese New Year really goes for a long time. A lot of people don't know this, but it actually goes for 15 days. It is a two-week holiday. So this being uh, 2019, it's the year of the pig. 
uh, it starts on February the 5th and then goes until February the 19th. So what I want to talk about today is my top eight reasons why you should embrace and start to celebrate Chinese New Year or at least get inspired by Chinese New Year and let its philosophy and let its message that is what I want you to celebrate. Okay, you don't have to go out there and you don't have to start dressing in your know, Chinese clothes, and you know. But I really think it's a great time to start to see why they celebrate it and what the meaning is behind it. So that's what I want to talk about today. So the first thing I'm going to do is I want to talk about the meaning of the Chinese New Year, the philosophy behind it. So it's. A new year that's been celebrated for thousands of years. And I'm not going to get into the, the history of it. You can look that up. But what I really want to talk about is the messaging behind it and why I think it's really important. So some of the words that we could use to sum up, you know, the, the, the idea behind Chinese New Year is prosperity, connection, luck, and health. These are all very powerful, very up, you know, enlightening and just, just upbringing words that, you know, that really send the message across the Chinese New Year really well. This is a great time, you know, it's about connecting, it's about refreshing, it's about refocusing and re-energizing. We're going to talk about all of that. So that to me is what New Year should be. That's, that is in essence, what the Western New Year is supposed to be too. It's supposed to be a time where, you know, we reflect on the last year and we make the plans to move forward. But the fact is, that's not what we do. We go out, we get pissed drunk, we set resolutions that don't work. We have a very, how do I say this nicely, but a very Western bullshit, you know, version of what the message is behind a new year. And the Chinese New Year, they really do it right. So today we're going to talk about the eight reasons why you should adopt it. We're going to talk about the philosophy of it. And I'm going to hopefully after this, you will be inspired to maybe get out there and start doing some Chinese celebrations or at least take some of their ideas, some of their concepts and some of their theories and philosophies and putting it into your life. So getting on with that. Let's talk about what Chinese New Year is all about first. So Chinese New Year is really a time where it, there's a few, because it goes on for so long. This is, it's not something you can just you know, say in a sentence like us, it's like get drunk and have a resolution. No, for them, it's a time to reflect on the last year. It's a time to forge connection. It's a time to forge relationships. It's a time to focus on the goals of yourself as well as the goals of the community. So it really is a time where it, I guess we could really kind of say it's, how do I say it? It's out with the old, in with the new, and with a passion and an energy that's going to help you, like I said, those four things, be prosperous, have great connections, increase your, we'll just call it luck, you know, but increase your success in your health in the new year. So that's really the idea behind it. Now, before we get into the eight different reasons why I think you should celebrate it, I want to talk a little bit uh, about some of the days when it comes to the Chinese New Year, because I think if I explain to you how the different days work, 
you might start to realize, or, or at least the philosophy behind different days. The thing is, in China, it's actually celebrated, it's celebrated somewhat differently in different places. But every day has kind of a general theme behind it. And once you start to understand how the days work, you can start to understand how the holiday works in general and why it's such a powerful and important holiday. So... Like I said, there's 15 days. Obviously, I'm not going to go through them all, but I am going to pick some of the days that I really like um, and then some of them that I think are more relevant. So the first day, so this is New Year's Day. So actually, before we even get into that, let's talk about what happens the week prior to New Year, even a couple weeks prior to New Year. And I'm sure you've already seen it. So for the first couple weeks prior to New Year, there is a big emphasis on cleaning the home. So they really spend a lot of time cleaning the home. They get rid of all the old stuff. They start to unclutter their home. They get rid of all the stuff that doesn't serve them anymore. They get rid of old clothes they don't wear. It's a time to refresh and renew your home to allow more energy to come in and to allow for the positivity to flow in in the new year. And this again, this gets back to that feng shui, feng shui again. They talk about, you know, the importance and in psychology has shown us the importance of not having clutter in your home, the importance of, you know, having a home that inspires you, getting rid of things that don't serve you and allowing for things to come in to your life. So you, you, there's only so much your life can handle. There's only so much your brain can handle. So in order for you to bring in something new, new ideas, new thoughts, new philosophies, you have to start to let go of some of the old ones. So for about a week before New Year's Eve, they spend a ton of, sorry, Chinese New Year, I should say, they spend a ton of time really doing a detailed, overall, thorough spring cleaning. And it really is a spring cleaning because the Chinese New Year is actually also known as the uh, it's also known as the Spring Festival, cleaning up the whole home. Interestingly, for about five days after China, uh, the beginning of Chinese New Year, they don't clean at all because they believe that you're actually cleaning out the luck. But we'll talk about those, those few days in between a little bit later. But the first thing they do is they get rid of all the old stuff. Now, the next thing they do is they bring in new stuff. We're going to talk about all that as well, but it's out with the old and in with the new. That's sort of the philosophy. So that is, and then they decorate. Lots of decorations. And again, it's just similar to our Christmas, how we decorate, you know, December, December 25th is when we have our Christmas day, but we start to decorate usually, for the most part, I'm not counting stores, but we start to decorate our homes sometime in early January. It's the same idea here, except they decorate with using, you know, you'll probably see a lot of gold and a lot of red. Red is a very powerful color. And not just in China. We know through psychology that red is a very powerful color for us as well. In China, it represents good luck. It represents prosperity. Uh, And we know psychologically wise that it's a very powerful color for us too. The fact is that's why there's, you know, the old red sports car, the woman in the red dress. Red is a color that draws attention to you. It is a power color. So that's why you're going to see so much red. And of course, gold represents wealth. It represents prosperity. So it makes sense to decorate your home in those colors. So lots of decorations, cleaning up, some new stuff, which we're going to talk about. And then, of course, decorating your home with really inspiring messages. Now, you'll see a lot of symbols written on the decorations. It's a little bit different than ours. You know, we don't have, we, 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 have, we don't have a lot of words written on most of our stuff. You'll see a lot of symbols written on 
um, Chinese decorations. And a lot of it, again, comes down to those, you know, the, the basically prosperity, luck, and health. So they surround themselves with those symbols. And we now know that symbols and symbolic, you know, symbols are so powerful. So again, just that's kind of the, the weeks leading up to, to the Chinese New Year. So the very first day of the Chinese New Year, I'm just going to go over these pretty quickly for you, just some of the ones that I really chose. The very first day, so what we could call our, we could consider it like our January the 1st. They don't really sit around with, they're not sitting around with hangovers. That is the day where they connect with family. This is a day where you Skype and you call your family and you basically stay in your home, you relax, but you connect with people who are far away from you. So it's a day about connecting with family that you haven't seen in a long time, that you don't see on a regular basis, but they're not ones that you can go and often visit. So it could be calling family that's back home or wherever it is. But the first day is about connecting and relaxing. The second day, now this is the day where you leave the house and you go and you visit all your friends and you visit all your family and you bring gifts. And of course, you've seen the Chinese, you know, the, the, the red money cards for the children. But this is a day where you spend almost the entire day out, you know, socializing and really solidifying those connections and just hanging out with all those people that are really important to you. And again, we've seen the strong correlations between having strong social ties, strong family ties, and quality of life. So the first two days of the Chinese New Year are really spent in connecting with the people that are important to us. Now, the third day, this is a day of mindfulness. This is a day where you sit at home. You've spent, you know, the day before and the, even the day before that was a lot of time of conversing with people, a lot of time catching up, a lot of time connecting with people. So the third day is your mindful day where you just relax at home and you just basically recharge your battery. The fourth day, this is the worship of the gods day, but really we're not going to talk about worshiping the gods, but this is a day where you give thanks. It's, it's kind of like, I guess you could almost consider it more like the Thanksgiving in a way. This is a day where you look back, you gratitude, and you know, you can do some, you know, you can do some, some God worship if you like. But it's really a day where you just give thanks for the things that you have in your life. Now, the fifth day, that's where they can start cleaning again. Like I said, there's some, you know, there's some back and forth whether that you start cleaning it or not. But this is usually considered a day where if you really feel like you can clean, you can go again. We're not going to talk about that. Now, day six, this is an important day. This is a day where you send away the ghosts of poverty. So this is where you do all that additional cleaning out and donating. This is a big day to get rid of all the stuff that maybe you didn't get rid of during the spring cleaning because the cleaning, that was a little more about cleaning, like physically cleaning, like dusting and mopping and sweeping. Day six is the day where you donate everything out and you can then turn around and you've now created that space for, you know, to bring in all new things, which we're going to talk about when I get to my eight different days. Now, day seven is the celebration of humans. So this is an interesting day. This is a day where you just focus on healthy eating. This is a day where they primarily will eat mostly vegetarian-based meals because, you know, just like us, you know, they've been, there's been a lot of partying going on. There's been a lot of, you know, a lot of junk foods, a lot of mooncakes, stuff like that. So this is a day where you start to focus again on your health uh, and you say, okay, you know what, it's time to start cleaning up, you know, 
you don't want to be going to the new year, you know, with all that overweight, all, all that junk. So this is the day where we're going to start really focusing again on our health and basically doing a no meat day as a kind of a way to start to detox, whether you want to talk about that spiritually or physically. Now, day eight is a day I really like, and this is the birthday of rice. So the idea behind this day is you look at where your food comes from. The idea behind this and some of the things that you can do that they do is, you know, you can teach kids about where food comes from. The fact is food just it just doesn't fall in your lap. Food is created. They'll, you know, it's a good day to go out to the farm. It's a good day to teach kids the value of food. So again, we're getting back into that mindfulness. We're making the, the children aware that you know a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifices put into the food and that these are you know non well you know basically renewable or non-renewable resources that we have to care about um so that's just a few of the, the you're starting to get the idea now right we've talked about mindfulness thinking where the food comes from you know focusing on Starting to focus on the health, you know, with the with the vegetarian day, uh, cleaning, making room for new energy to come in. All of this, you know, connecting with everybody. This is all set up. Everything you're doing here is all rituals designed to help you have a prosperous and successful next year. So now that we know that, I want to talk to you guys about why I think. It's eight, my eight top reasons why you should celebrate Chinese New Year. Number one, like I've been saying, it is a great message. The Chinese New Year's message is connect with friends and family, take some me time, clean your life up, focus on the things that you need to do, reflect on what happened over the last year, and now it's time to make the changes that you can do for the new year, but in a deeper way than just the traditional resolution. Number two, speaking about resolutions, this, you can also use this time to reflect on the resolution that you had in January. Now, I'm sure most of you had resolutions, and like I said before, a huge percentage of you start failing because the fact is, you know, really between January and Easter, there's not a lot of it's not a lot to look forward to. It's a really crappy time of year. So maybe starting to, you know, take some of the inspiration from Chinese New Year, you can then sit down and say, okay, you know what? My resolution was this. These are the things that worked for me. This is the things that didn't work for me. Maybe I wanted to get back in shape. So I said I was going to kill it at the gym, but it's wearing on me. It's tiring me out. It's not sustainable. So maybe this is a great time for me to Maybe I'll look into that personal trainer or I'll, you know, I'll, just, I'll figure whatever it is, whatever your resolution was and you're starting to wane on it. Now is a great time to restock, reanalyze, reflect, and then redesign how you're going to move forward to make that resolution stick. So number one, great message of Chinese New Year. Number two is using that message to help reboot your original resolution. Number three, this is a great time to embrace a new culture. Traveling has been one of the best things. Living in other countries, countries where they didn't even speak the same language as me, taking classes where I didn't speak the language, you know, learning about new cultures. I've lived in Muslim countries. I've lived in Catholic 
Christian countries. I've lived in Buddhist countries. Embracing new cultures and new holidays is great. One of my favorite holidays that I learned about when I moved to Thailand was um, their water festival. Uh, what's it called now? Songkran? Uh, no, there's the Songkran Water Festival. That's the, China, that's the Thai New Year. I am talking about Loi Gaton. Loi Gaton is kind of a water festival where you go and you have this little floaty thing and you have flowers basically and you put candles in them and sometimes a sparkler and then you press it down the river and then you, the idea behind it is you make some wishes. That's a great holiday. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite ones. And I've tried to get to Thailand almost every single year for that, including last year, even though I'd moved back here, I was still there for it. So that was a great holiday, but this is a great time to embrace a new culture. Take the kids, go and learn, learn about Chinese history, learn about, you know, try some, you know, try different foods, learn about new clothing, just embrace a new culture, get out of your comfort zone. You will love it, trust me, and you don't have to fly all the way to China to do it. Fact is, most major cities have a Chinatown and there's always going to be some sort of festival. I'm sure you can Google it, look in the local paper, there's going to be some sort of Chinese festival that you can go to. Number four, like I said before, this is a great time for out with the old. Clutter, things that don't serve you anymore. This is a perfect time to get rid of them. Things that, you, you know, that you've accumulated. That show tidying up on Netflix is apparently inspiring tons of people now to start getting rid of stuff, which is great. But the fact is you had to learn that from a TV show. It was kind of sad. Really, you know, I've talked about in feng shui, we've talked about the importance of getting rid of clutter. Psychology has shown us that people with, you know, clutter and people with just too much crap, it gets in the way of basically success. You know, having all the junk, your brain is not meant to focus on junk. People, I don't know anybody really successful who has a really messy house. Anybody who has a really messy house, really messy car, you know. Anybody that just has all that old crap, they are very often not very successful because they get tied down to old things that keep holding them down or they're in what this, you know, this mindset of scarcity where they think they have to keep everything because one day they might not have the money to be able to afford it, but that's a terrible mentality to have. So getting out that old stuff that is not serving you, that is not empowering you, doesn't fit you anymore, doesn't fit who you are now. You change every single year. You don't have to stick with anything because you once liked it. You are not betraying yourself because you used to like something and you don't like it anymore. The fact is we all grow. And to be honest, if you're still into the same stuff now that you were into five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago, then you know what? You probably have some learning to do. And maybe you should do a little exploration because the fact is you should be a different person now than you were all those years ago. So out with the old, very important. But then, of course, on the flip side, we have number five, which is in with the new. One of the things I kind of briefly mentioned is that around this time of year, the Chinese go out and they get all new outfits. They get everything from the shoes to the hat 
everything all out for some new closets are restocked the old stuff's been given away and now we have new energy coming into the home now i'm not saying you have to go and you know pile in just all new clothes but what else can we do what else can we do well we can look at what are the things that we need that can maybe help us in our career do i need would it help me to go say get a standing desk would a standing desk enable me to get a little bit healthier at work enable me sit and stand maybe i'll go pick up one of those maybe if you're in the av maybe your computer you know you need a new camera maybe it's a new microphone maybe it's a new computer get new stuff that is going to help empower your new year getting back to clothes of course here's a fact here's a fact i want you to go and dress like a slob go and dress like a slob tomorrow and see how you feel okay go wear big baggy clothes you know just go wear stuff that doesn't flatter you then turn around and put on a really nice outfit something form-fitting something that the color suits you something that you love to wear is really comfortable and just feel the difference the fact is when we look good we feel good one of the first things i tell people is get yourself some new gym clothes go buy some really nice clothes and it doesn't have to be expensive if you're starting to get a good physique on you and you want to show it off a bit go get a couple black tank tops to wear to the gym you know those kind of like the nice ribbed ones maybe from uniqlo or something get some nice new gym clothes you know uh there's a big difference between going to the gym in an old beat up t-shirt and going to the gym in some really nice clothes the fact is you if you look good you feel good if you can feel good you're going to perform well so bring in new stuff that's going to empower you for your new year number six however if you are going to go buy a bunch of new stuff don't borrow money one of the other things that they do in china uh, in chinese new year this time of year is they pay off any old debts again why do they do that because it goes back to starting your new year fresh without any of those old debts hanging above you knowing oh i owe this guy some money and you don't want that you want to go in with a basically a clear conscience and a you know at least a zero balance in your bank account not a negative along the same lines it's also a time to forgive and forget you know any arguments you've had in the past any bad blood you might have with his family relatives maybe it's a fight you haven't talked to your brother your sister in a few months you know there's negativity going on maybe it's a neighbor this is again not the kind of energy that you want to take with you into the new year so this is a great time to forgive and forget and pay off old debts start to mend and forge those good relationships going into the future number 7 very important set a positive tone for the coming new year it's so important a lot of stuff i've talked about is all about just setting up that tone you know knowing that you don't owe any more money knowing that you've cleaned your home knowing that you've got those solid relationships in place just set a positive tone for the upcoming year right down to the language you use the way you dress the language you use the way you think the way you wake up in the morning that is going to be a big differentiator for your upcoming year 
And that's why I talked about the Western New Year. We set, the, we set our tone of being hungover and sick and, you know, just feeling like crap. Is that, that's how you want, you want to wake up on the New Year, the fresh New Year, all year round. You're like, oh, this year's going to be great. And you wake up hungover if you even get out of bed that day, if you're not getting up until the second. So instead of setting that negative tone like we do with our New Year, why don't we set a nice positive tone for the upcoming New Year? And then finally, number eight, the fact is it's just a fun way to break up the winter. I mentioned before, yeah, you know, from this January the 1st till Easter, nothing overly exciting happens. This is a great time to decorate the house. Go check out some parades. Go check out some fireworks. Give the kids the red envelopes. If you don't know what the red envelopes are, you know, and you may not have seen that, you might not know what I'm talking about. Basically, the red envelopes with the, you know, usually the the character for prosperity written on it. Uh, And that's just usually they have money in it. And then, you know, you can give that to the kids. Now, in in some of the traditions, the kids actually place the money under their pillow, even up to a week, which again helps to, you know, helps to improve that delayed gratification. But, you know, the point is you put them, they they put it under their pillow because that's going to charge the luck of that money. So giving things like red envelopes, gifts, you know, whether it's fruit or small gifts, going, checking out the parade, checking out some festivals. I myself want to go check out the Bodhi Meditation Center. They have some uh, some Chinese New Year meditation events going on. Uh, They had, unfortunately, a Chinese New Year market. And like I said, uh, this starts a couple of weeks before. So actually, that was last weekend. Unfortunately, I missed that. But I am going to go on the 10th. Uh, January, sorry, February the 10th, I believe, is the Chinese New Year Parade in Chinatown in Vancouver. I'm going to go to that, and I'm going to definitely try to check out some other events. Um, And actually, I even, uh, there's a store, a, a nutrition chain that I work with in Vancouver. I've even told them, hey, you know what, let's try, let's have a little bit of fun this year. Very few of these, you know, Western, uh, let's just call them, because it's owned by, you know, a bunch of white people. There's a bunch of white Canadians. You know, I said, let's decorate the place up with some Chinese New Year. Let's get a little of that positive, you know, positive chi flowing in here. Let's get some signs put out. Let's get some red in here and some gold. And let's just, let's have some fun with it this year. Let's, you know, the Christmas decorations came down. Uh, the front window is looking a little boring right now. So, so let's, you know, fancy that up with some red and some gold. So just get out there and have some fun. It's a great holiday. Learn the history of it. Try new foods. Have you ever tried any of the moon cakes? Get out there and try them. Try some of the dumplings. Try some of the traditional Chinese New Year foods that come along with it. You are going to love it. Trust me, it's a great holiday. So there you have it, guys. Those are my eight... Uh, reasons why I think you should embrace Chinese New Year. I've talked about the philosophies behind it. I've talked about some of the methods. I really hope that you'll take some of this to heart. You'll think about it and that you will maybe just maybe start incorporating some of, you know, some of the ideas of Chinese New Year into your life and maybe embrace it just like I have Trust me, you're going to love it. It's a great way to mix, uh, you know, it's a great way to have a little bit of fun during this kind of gloomy time of year. So if you enjoyed this episode, again, please share it. You know, I need to get more people listening. I need to get more. I want to get 
more guests on. I want to get big guests on. But the fact is, you know, I need the numbers. So I am asking you for this Chinese New Year, use your positive mindset to help me get out my positive message. And let's work together to make 2019 our best year yet. So don't forget, you can always also go to my website, www.roaralexander.com, where you can check out my different coaching programs, including my Health by Design Body Transformation Program, and of course, my one-on-one um, integrative consulting. Uh, I got lots of, you know, lots of great options on there. Uh, and everything, of course, is always there to help you live stronger, longer, and better. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Health by Design podcast, and I'll talk to you again very soon. You've been listening to the Health by Design podcast with wellness architect and functional lifestylist Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this, please make sure you share it to all your social media so I can get the word out there. And don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to get all the latest updates, blogs, podcasts, and guest interviews with my special guests from all over the world, as well as to set up your own personal call for one-on-one coaching through my Health by Design Life and Body Transformation programs. Again, that's www.roaralexander.com. I'll see you again soon. And again, thanks for tuning in to the Health by Design podcast.